Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thank you for listening. Did you miss me? I'm sure you did. Hope you've been listening. We've had some great episodes recently, and this one is also great. It's Lenny Schmidt. And before we get to Lenny, here's a few announcements. First and foremost, TravelTalesPodcast.com is our website. You can go there and see all things Travel Tales Podcast. You want to see photos of the guests? You want to see links to all their social media? You can see links to our social media. You can see stories that I've written. You can see stories that some of the guests have written. And when I'm talking links, I'm talking things like Instagram or Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram. Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. We have a Facebook page, a Travel Tales Podcast. You can follow us there. And there are links to Stitcher Radio and Apple Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio and Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts. There we are. And I ask you to please follow us on those social media platforms and subscribe on your apps wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can, give us a good rating. Say nice things because that boosts our presence there and helps more people find the show. And that's a cool thing for you to do. And I'd appreciate it if you did that. If you want to write me for any reason, maybe you think you'd make a good guest on the show. Maybe you know somebody who'd be a good guest on the show. Maybe you have travel questions. Maybe you just want to tell me how awesome I am. You can write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, Lenny Schmidt. Lenny's a guy I've known for almost 30 years, really. We started out in comedy together. Actually, he started in California for a bit, but then moved back to Chicago, where he's from. And we all did comedy together in the 90s. We moved out here, and Lenny hasn't stopped. Lenny's a hustler, always working, always got something going on. And for the last 10 years, he's been doing a lot of cruises. Now, I've been doing cruises, as most of you know who listen to the show. I've been doing about four years. Lenny's been at it longer than me, but also he's been at it since the pandemic. He's gone back. So I reached out to Lenny last week because my cruise agent offered me some work over the holidays. And I was a little nervous and apprehensive about taking it. So I reached out to some other performers who have been on the ship since the pandemic. And I wanted to get their feedback of what's happening out there. What, what is it like? What's the vibe on ships? What's uh, going on? What are the protocols, the testing, everything? So I thought this would be a good time to catch up with Lenny. And it turns out Lenny has some new shows to promote. Again, like I said, he's always working. Even when the pandemic happened, he was quick to jump on a, a Zoom show and stay busy. He's got a YouTube network where he's got three new shows coming out and one is going to be a travel show he likes to shoot video on board the ships and when he goes into port he's been doing more of that and he'll tell you all about the other stuff too if you want to see all the stuff lenny does he's a very funny guy try to catch him live but also you can pretty much follow him at lenny schmidt comedy at at most platforms so if you google that lenny schmidt comedy and find him on youtube we'll have links to all his stuff at travel tales podcast as well but look for him out there and if you get a chance to see him live do so he's a very funny comedian True Chicagoan, huge sports fan. I tried to limit the sports talk for the sake of most of you, (laughs) although it could have gone much longer, but it was great to catch up with him. As always, I had fun talking to Lenny, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. Here's my chat with Lenny Schmidt. Lenny Schmidt, welcome 
Mike, thank you. Oh, you turn, already, let me turn my phone off. Uh, ironically, that's a text from you that's beeping off right now. You're very professional. Yeah, Nothing that's but the roll. best. I like to screw up right away. We've right, only buddy. been in this business for 30 years, 30, Lenny. 30, 30, 33 years. 33 for you? Saying. Didn't you start out in, uh, in California before going yeah, back to Chicago? Yeah, yeah. Ironically, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Mike and I both start, you know, my brother Mike, who yeah. also has his very own podcast called. Yes, the 40 year old boy. Yes, very popular. Um, and uh, we started doing stand up the very same week and didn't tell each other. <laughs> he was living in Lake Tahoe, and I was living down in uh, the Hollywood area. I always wonder what brought two Chicago boys out here. We'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, we've known each other for a long time, almost 30 years. Yeah. And in your honor, I'm wearing the uh, the Bears shirt today. Oh, oh, thank you for suffering your way through that. I'm wearing yeah. the Bears championship 2018. <laughs> I don't know if this is the year we should be so proud. but I, should, uh, I got my White Sox stuff right here. I should be wearing that. Oh, yes. This is a big, big week for you. Starting the playoffs. I'm, I'm excited. I'm home for – I can actually watch the – Watch the games. I'll be on land. Uh, well, actually, the, next week I'm on land too. I'm in Vegas, but I'm on land these next two weeks. I like how I like how you're saying on land, which gets me to the big thing that we share in common. The last few years, yeah. we've been doing cruises. You're the first person yeah, I've talked to. Oh, that that's worked. That's been out since post pandemic, right? So I wanted to get your take on what's happening. How many weeks have you done since coming back? I, I just finished doing six weeks. Six so weeks. Yeah, I just got home. I did four weeks first on the Norwegian Encore in Alaska, and then two weeks on the Carnival Glory down in New Orleans, out of New Orleans. I didn't know. When did Alaska open up? You were one, must be one of the first wave. I was. I was lucky enough to. I was. It was. It was kind of cool. They uh, levity, levity, or uh, called me uh, early on. I actually booked that back in. I want to say uh, May, very early. It was. Uh, I was one of the first guys, and that was the first uh, first ship out. We were the first major ship out for Norwegian. And they just launched uh, last week, I guess, the breakaway went out two weeks ago and they're starting to launch more ships now. But we were on the first uh, the first ship out to Alaska, I guess, because they had more control. It was going to Alaska and they eliminated the Canada thing. Right. So, because Canada still wasn't letting us in. Right. Right. So we they they adjusted the Jones or act or whatever this, the, past the Jones act. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh, so now you don't have to go to Vancouver or a foreign port when you leave Seattle. So we just went up. And did Alaska, and I think it was easier for them to leave uh, launch that earlier because it was all U.S. all U.S. Mm -hmm. ports, all U.S. everything. So uh, yeah, it was simple, and we had no kids over twelve, no kids under twelve on the ship. Uh, and it's Alaska too, which normally there's not a ton of kids on that cruise anyway. You know? Yeah, so, you get multi generations in the summer. Right. As, right. as soon as school comes back, they're gone. Then it's yeah, then it's older folks. It's all grown ups. Yeah. It's all <laughs> It's one of my favorite cruises because there's like no drama. You know, it's like a really cool. The crowds, I think, are cool. They also listen to a bit like they'll listen to a full uh, a full story. Like if you have a long bit or a story, they're with you through the whole thing. Right. And the younger generations, you got to hit them quick and get out. Otherwise, they I did like four seasons in a row, four summers in a row in Alaska on ships. And they uh, yeah, I, I always say I'd, I'd like those people who are like, oh, don't you like the Caribbean? It's like, no, I like the, the Alaska cruises. And my numbers list of reasons are kind of like what you said. One, it's a much more mellower crowd just because of the fact that they're they're going up there to see nature, which is yeah. a different kind of person right. than someone who's just going to leave crappy weather and get drunk in the sun for a week. Sure, 100%, right. So it's a lot of families, a lot of multi-generational. We get a lot more like Australians because to them, Alaska, you know, seeing snow and glaciers, yeah, that's, that's, that's a big really deal. They love that. That's a huge, there's a ton of people from other countries that go. Yeah. Up there. And it's, a, you know, we get more Asians and more uh, yeah. Australians and stuff. And there's also 
just cleaner Indian. and beautiful. Yeah, Those Indians and too, because it's so whole... different to them. Australians yeah. don't need to go to the Caribbean. They have their own. You know, they, they live at, they have beautiful beaches in, in yeah. Australia and they can go to Bali. They don't need. <laughs> yeah, they're not they don't need to go to the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, they, they need go to, to go halfway the cool around the world. Down there. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, right. Right. They're not going. They hey, I want to go to Tijuana. They yeah, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to go to St. Thomas. You can go to right. Bali. You know, you don't need right. to do that. So uh, Alaska for them is a big deal, and they're just always a great crowd. I found. Yeah, I thought they're, they're so cool. And they're, yeah, and you know, I just like that they they listen, and then afterwards they're nice to talk to and hang with. Everybody's very nice. Everybody's very cool, and a lot of them have taken that cruise dozens of times. You know what I mean? They take that Alaska oh, yeah. cruise over and over again. So they go they go tons of times, and then uh, and now it's just a thing. Like now, there's so many people that are back just because. It was the first thing to be able to go back on a cruise ship. Like, you know, like I personally, I think the cruise ship really got a bad rap this last year. I think it was a lot of this uh, bad mouthing uh, ships or uh, Petri dishes. And blah. the people that complain about ships are people that have never taken a cruise. Like 90 percent of the time, that's who it is. Or someone that took one cruise and it just wasn't their vibe. You know, they just didn't dig it. But people that cruise regularly, they were dying to get back out there and they and and they were good with every rule and protocol and they had a blast. They were they were a great crowd because they were grateful to be back. They enjoyed cruising. They loved the show. They're right back to where they wanted to be after 18 months. Yeah, I said in the article I wrote, I did an article for The Wall Street Journal, the travel section there. It was about cruising. And I did say that they I did. They did say they I think they got a uh, unfairly picked on over the pandemic, uh, when it, uh, early on, especially. And then, uh, I also did say how they immediately started filling up cruises for next year. Like the, the, the cruise crowd for people who are into them as a traveler, they're not my thing. Right. I mean, I do them for the work, but as a traveler, I never liked them really that much, but, um, the cruise crowd is the most loyal crowd there is of travelers. I mean, they, they were filling seats for 2022, Early in the pandemic, you know well, what I mean? Hard, they're hardcore and they know everybody. They know all these cruise directors. They know all the entertainment directors. They come back to watch uh, specific shows. And then when they come back, they know it's particular ships. You know, they know stewards. They know. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know how the crew remembers all these names, man. They're, they blow me away. They <laughs> Today, there's stewards that remember my daughter's name because I bring them with me every used to bring them every summer. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, hey, how's Anna and Lily? I'm like, that's amazing. I can't remember my friend's name. <laughs> But have yeah, you got are. have you gotten people remembering seeing you multiple times if you yeah, do the I same get, line? Yeah, I get a few. Um, yeah, I get a few people that uh, they, they I mean, they can't really book around you, but I get messages when I get there and I go uh, or there's a posting board on some of these. Like I'll put up my website and then I got to be honest, maybe from the year of doing the the, the show last year, the, the quarantine comedy show, the YouTube, the thing I did. I built, a, you know, a lot of people follow and, and follow up and they're like, hey, I saw you're going to be on the Miracle. I booked it. I'll be there that weekend. I'm like, oh, OK, cool, man. That's great. And uh, it happens every once in a while because like with a lot of these lines, you know, they don't book that far ahead of time and nobody can drop a, you know, nobody drops everything and goes, oh, you're you're on the Miracle this week. I'm going to go. Right. You know, but, but more times than not, you know what happens a lot is I'll be on a ship and I'll start getting messages from people that are on that ship. They're like, oh, I didn't know you were here. I didn't know that you were on this ship or whatever, <laughs> you know, and then uh, and they come out to all the shows, man. How many weeks a year are you doing at this point? I mean, pre-pandemic, how many were you doing? Well, it was de- back then. Uh, I got to be saying on the ship, I got to be doing somewhere between thirty and forty weeks. Wow, doing something like that. Yeah, it's a lot. It was like, well, when for a while my kids were living in Chicago, and then I was living here in L.A. And what I would do is I would just I would leave my apartment in L.A. for like four months at a time, and I'd do three or four weeks to go to Chicago with the kids, and then go back out on the ship for two weeks and go to Chicago. 
and then bounce around. So I just traveled so much. So now there's like certain weeks I take off every year. Like I take uh, Thanksgiving week off and take uh, Christmas week off. And then uh, my daughter's birthdays and my youngest, uh, her plays. And then, uh, and then I book around any other road stuff. So, but uh, for the most part, yeah, I'm out. It's, it's 30, between 30 and 40 cruise ship weeks. A, a that's, year, easily. that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. I know. Yeah. It's, that's why COVID was so fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought of you this week. I, actually, because I've, I've been meaning to have you on for a while, but it, you came onto my radar again because I got offered uh, la- last week, uh, my first week's post-pandemic. Holland, right? Holland, Holland right. America, and it would be over Christmas and New Year's. Uh, how many um, weeks? Three weeks. weeks. Three weeks. Uh, where? Where's it going, first of all? Uh, San Diego to Mexico. Oh, okay. So like basically Cabo, Cabo, Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan. Right, right. Okay. Did you take it? Well, I'm still, I, I went back and I've had questions, you know, because yeah. I mean, I'm a little nervous, but I, that's another reason I wanted to talk to you. Um, I was just asking him about, okay, I know every line is different. And right. so what kind of testing have you been doing? What is the... Uh, quarantine situation i mean can i heard certain lines you can't leave the ship others you can so what have what have you found well everybody they're they're they have to bounce around whatever protocols these ports have too so like a lot of times you're in a situation where guests can get off but maybe a crew member can't get off and what i noticed what what they're doing with a lot of these ships is uh they, they get on the crew gets on they're quarantined for two weeks now, some lines like Royal and some of the other lines, I guess, are quarantining com- uh, performers and comedians as well. And uh, ne- we're not necessarily we're not really we're not doing that. We, and I guess if you come on as a passenger, that's how you kind of get a, get around it. So I don't know how they're doing. I don't know how they're doing the rules. But the protocols change every week. And I know that we get tested uh, twice, at least twice a week. Uh, so, I mean, they're constantly on top of it. And then they spread everybody out into different areas to where you things you can't like Carnival used to be. Uh, we had to we had access to crew areas and crew mess and crew bar and crew all that stuff. And now you can't go to any of that stuff. Now you're, you're, you're quarantined. And when they try to do, they try to separate people. And then one thing they definitely don't want is guests to get anything, obviously, because that would just be a, a bad breakout. Would it's be bad it. PR. It's bad it, PR. Yeah, it would be beyond bad PR for a ship. If they had a bad if they had another thing like the princess happen again, they, I, it might really crush this industry. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was. But I, that's why I was confident. Like I was like, they're they're, they're not going to come back till they really got this down. You know, what I mean, there's there's no way they're risking all of these jobs and ships and everything else. I mean, it's a multi billion dollar industry that just shut down for eighteen months. And and I thought about it to go as much as I was like concerned about being in you know around all the all the people and being in the confined area. But also, I thought about it. I went to the Rams game yesterday. Yeah. I was surrounded by. <laughs> Oh, then you shut know, up. 50,000 people. Worried about, you're worried about your job on a ship where they have I know. to keep it safe? It's, it's, uh, I think about it and they're like, wait a minute. I went to a concert at the Hollywood Bowl. I went in as much as they say, and California is tougher than most states. You know, yeah, I mean, really they're tough here, right? At least at the Hollywood Bowl, they asked for the Vax uh, card on the way in. Okay. Um, in New York, they were asking for the Vax card and your ID. At every bar and restaurant. I mean, they were really strict. And people were really good about masks and on the subway. I rode the subway in New York. That's the other thing. I've been in New York. I've flown. So, right. you know, and then... Not as, uh, not as worried as you sound like you're 
You know well, I mean? it's funny. We had, uh, you talk about how every cruise line is different. Every venue, outdoor venue and everything is different. They'll say, you know, millions of announcements, wear your masks, if only, except when you're eating or drinking or whatever. So people will wear their masks, at least at the Rams game. And then I went to USC football game, same thing. Yeah, They'll wear it on the way in. And immediately they get inside, and then so you've been every unsafe place except for a cruise ship. Yeah, you. okay, exactly. <laughs> I'll wear my mask and look around. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I love the whole idea of like, okay, we'll wear it while we're walking to our seat, but as soon as we're sitting to our seat and a million people yeah. around us, they just take it off, and nobody sitting in the seat is wearing it. It's like we're jammed in here. No, anyway. I do a whole bit about that. A whole restaurant is crammed with people now, and they're all sitting down with no masks on. But when you stand up, you gotta put the you gotta put the mask. Yeah, on. you go to the bathroom, you gotta. It's your yeah, mask. I agree with you. I'm with you 100. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if they know completely exactly what they're doing yet, but they're still trying to figure it out. The one thing I will say on all the cruise lines is they all they give you tons of masks. You're wearing those K95 too, the good ones. So they tell you to wear those good masks everywhere you go. So you have to wear that mask everywhere. What and about so, like the gym? Yeah, they tell you to wear. Uh, they the rule was wear it in the gym, uh, and then if uh, if you're doing like a hardcore cardio workout, stay 10 feet away from someone. And uh, you don't have to. But when I was in the gym, nobody was in the gym. You know what I mean? Like it's a cruise ship. So sometimes you get on these ships, nobody's in there. So when I go in there, I wore the mask all while I worked out weights wise. And then when I did cardio, I took the mask off. And there's nobody in there. So right. that. But they're telling I, you and there's people everywhere telling you to put your mask on, by the way. The, the cruise, there are employees at every elevator by the sanitizer and every venue everywhere telling you constantly put your mask on. Right. And did anybody uh, try to fight it? Did you get any kind of like anti-mask vaccine? Uh, there were a couple. There were like only I really in the, in the six weeks I was gone, I saw uh, one guy raise a major stink because most like, dude. But most they know the deal. Like, yes, they well they know the deal when you get there, and you know the rule when you get there. Nobody's changing the rule on them when they get there. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I mean, but and also again. All these people want to cruise. Ninety percent of them are like ninety nine point nine percent of them are like wear the mask. Sure, no problem. I'm good. That's great. I mean, they don't care. They'll follow the rules. They just want to go back out on the cruise ship. They're also also supportive about making sure we can do this safe. And they're all the guests are just as safe too. You know, everybody's washing their hands and being careful and sanitizing and you yeah, know, following the rules. And you know, they're, 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 there's no complaining. There's no there's except for like I said, one guy. And even before all this, I mean, their big fear was norovirus. Yeah. I've been on ships where they had a code red where somebody oh. got sick. Dude, and that's that's, that's like another air. airborne virus yes. as well. So I've been there when they, they wiped everything down and they've, you know, I know how thorough they are. And it's just yeah. like, you know, well, they're be, all be, over that the second it launches. You know yeah. I mean? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, how many look at I always say, look at it this way. How many uh, if you listen to the news, how many how many reports of big neurovirus virus outbreaks have you heard of over the last 10 or 15 years or whatever? How many? There's like none. You know, there's not like one ship major neurovirus. It's always like every once in a while. They're so on top of it. They can't make these mistakes out at the ocean or they're going to be, you know, yeah. in trouble. And I, I really thought it was going to be for them how to figure out how to survive with COVID moving forward and not we're going to have to completely eliminate COVID because I don't know if we can get there. You know no. No, I mean the way it's looking, it's like it'll always be around. The difference is is how 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 many immunities we all build up, and you know the drugs will just get better, and we just manage it better, like like a cold, like a flu. It just the point is, it's none of this would have been a problem if the hospitals didn't fill up and people died, right? You know, so just like if the hospitals stop filling up, we're fine. You know, we'll get back to right. normal. You know, and that's what. But uh, like my um, 
uh, cruise that I was offered, it did say I went to the website and it did say it's, uh, it's a vaccinated cruise. Like passengers have to be vaccinated. Were all yours that way? My any everybody over twelve had to be vaccinated, but most cruises ships had no one under twelve. Right. Now, when I was on now they, when I was on Carnival, they had uh, specific rules for vaccinated and not vaccinated people, but I didn't see anyone that was not vaccinated. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I didn't see anyone anywhere that wasn't vaccinated. Have Have your shows changed in terms of like the venue? Because are they spreading people out in the theater, or are they did they change the theater? I heard in, on Holland we might be playing a different room, like a smaller lounge. Really? But um, because I think they were distancing again. This could all change. They were trying to spread people out in the theater, but these theaters are some like eight hundred thousand seat theaters. And for yeah. comedy, I don't know about you, but and that giant yeah, stage it's a lot and. Of fun. It, Oh, five empty rows in front of you. And then every pockets of people. Are- yeah. If those big theaters aren't filled for comedy, it's brutal. I mean, it's hard. And people, nobody sits by one another. Nobody. It, there's no energy. Uh, so I don't mind a smaller room. But then we get we might be doing more sets and shorter. Well, they, I don't know. Which well, I've always been. Most of the lines I do do that route. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I, I don't like you were doing. Most of your stuff is your theater stuff, you know, yeah. and I've been doing the ones with the clubs. I've been doing Levity, Carnival. Those are the two I do a lot. Okay, so the actual, you work, you get to work with other comics. Yes, I get to work with other comics. That's nice. I, yeah, it's very cool. And now, now there's more comics on the ship because there's more shows. So, you know, the last couple of weeks I hung out with those four comics I knew, you know, uh, 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 George Solano, guys from Carnival Guys and Paul Lyons and Eddie Clark, and then guest, then guest entertainers. There's a juggler and a magician. And so, I mean, that's the cool part is there's so much entertainment because they got to make sure there's enough entertainment for these people because they are, they're not slant, they're not packing the rooms. There's more shows. It's, and also, yeah. And also, they, I heard they want to book us on more weeks, like longer stretches, like at least yeah. three weeks minimum. Like I said, I'd want to do three weeks, but, you know, they were, if they, if I said, yeah, give me eight weeks or 10, they probably would fill it. I just yep. didn't want to be gone that long. You know what yeah. I mean? Because well, they'd rather, that's, that's less flying they have to do with me and less, right. Plus, you know. Less on and off. Yeah. They don't have to worry about you boarding and getting off. And it's not so much you, then they don't want you bouncing off to traveling and then coming back and bringing back something that would be, you know what I mean? Right. And we used to bounce ship. from ship to ship. You know, I, I would go to yeah. port and then walk over to another ship and get on that one for the week, you know? Right. And so they're stopping that. They want no, you, you get on one, right? Ships in like three weeks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you're bouncing around so much. Yeah. But now they want to keep you contained on right. one. I right. think that as soon as they get an opportunity to go back to doing that, they're going to do it. But I don't know how or when they're going to be able to do that. It's going to be it's going to be a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, so they are doing longer contracts. Um, I know on Royal, some of the guys uh, are doing four to six month contracts. I yeah. had a couple of buddies on a four. Nate Weatherup just uh, extended his through February. So he's going to ship now. Yeah. So these guys wow. on, on Royal, they're doing real long ones. Uh, and some of the other ships are doing like I had told my agent I would do. I'll do between uh, three to six weeks, depending on the line. You know what I mean? There's a couple of things I, I need if I'm going to do eight weeks. You know what I mean? Or six weeks. Cocaine. There's yeah, there's. Yeah, I have a deal set up with, uh, <laughs> with Princess. They let me drive. Uh, <laughs> Very important to me. It's part of my deal. Uh, but I'll do that. Like, I'll do three, three to. Uh, and honestly, I did, I did the six week run, which was really four weeks on one and two on another. And I came home for only one night. I was home for one night. But my daughters live with me now. They live out here in L.A. And uh I, got, I don't know. After COVID, I don't like being uh, away from my daughters that long. You know what I mean? Even though they're teenagers and they kind of in college and, you know, they're doing their thing. 
uh, we're pretty tight. We hang out a lot. So there's, you know, I'm, we, I mean, we got plans all week for this week. And so I don't want to be going too long. So I try to plan around their school and, and book all that. So I'll do like up to six weeks, depending on the line. But, uh, oh, the reason I did the six up front was, I'll be honest with you, I booked it all early, like in May. I didn't know how long it was going to last. You know, none of May, us did. Yeah, when I got dates, they go, we're coming back. I'm like, I'll take them. You know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> right. I'll, I'll take whatever you got up front. Because my theory at the time was I'll do a lot of work until we shut down again. I'm like, if we right. shut down again, I'll at least have seven weeks of work under my belt after 18 months of not working. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get so it. So now it looks, now that I went out there, I'm, I'm a lot more encouraged. It looks way, it looks better. It looks good. You know, the numbers are balancing out. The crews are almost 100% vaccinated. It looks like they're all... You know, they're, uh, they're vaccinated and clean because they're tested constantly. And when they travel, they're quarantined for two weeks. They have a whole system. And that's why you don't get off the ship. When a ship launches, you, no one can go anywhere for two weeks because they're trying to get to a certain point where everyone's been through quarantine. Everyone is, is 100% vaccinated and there are no symptoms. There's no nothing. And once you reach that point, uh, then they start to let the crew out in ports or in, especially in the home port. Now, what did you find different in the ports in Alaska or uh, Caribbean, if anything? I mean, were some of these islands not letting people off or what happened? No, I didn't. Well, first of all, in Alaska, we couldn't get off because Norwegian had a rule on that ship that we weren't getting off for the whole time. Yeah, it sucked. So that's the best part about Alaska. I was I know I was really excited. But then I found out two weeks before I got there. So it was a little better than some of the people that were there. (laughs) I showed up and they're like, I found out when I got here. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. So you had to see catch a can from the balcony of the ship. Uh, it's the worst. I mean, took a lot of video. I have new cameras now. I've been doing like from, from I'm from the camera trying to make it look like I'm not on a ship. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Like I'm walking through the woods like, oh, Alaska is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Walking down the you know deck four. Right. You know, you know they, a, a waiter walks by. Like, get out of the way. So what do they do with all these guests? They just pull into port and not do well, anything? They get out. Oh, no, the guests get out. The crew couldn't get off. Crew could okay. get off in Alaska. Norwegian had a rule. They just started to lift it in different ships. Uh, none of the crew could get off in any of the ports right when they launched. Because when I got again, when I got in Norwegian, it was right when they started. So they were just building their protocols and stuff. And from but, what I understand, they let certain people off. They let them off ships now in different ships. But Norwegian considers you crew and not a guest. You don't yeah, get guests. Yes. Yes. Yeah, see, oh. some of the lines, like that's the problem is like some lines I work for, like Carnival, they you're considered you're on the crew manifest. That's the deal. And, oh uh, yeah, Holland. I think we're just considered a guest. Oh, you are. You are. That makes it easier. Yeah, I don't. I don't you don't have to wear a name tag or anything, or do you? Like walking around. Supposed to. Oh yeah. See, yeah, yeah. I don't have to do anything like that. Yeah, it, it, that's. But that's the glitch that's been with Carnival and Eurasia for years, where everyone, all the entertainers, are like, why don't you just make us guests? Because like all the problems we have with paperwork and ports and all this other stuff, it revolves around the fact that we're on a crew. Crew. Oh. And you're like, right. why don't you just put it? And then they put us in passenger quarters, and we're like. Okay, now we're really confused because now we're <laughs> we're on the crew manifest. And we can't do this, but we're we have a guest cabin, and I don't, you know, so yeah. they're still trying to figure that out. Okay, so so we couldn't get off in there, but the last two ships I got off, or the last two weeks I got off on the in I was I was in Cosmo last week, so I got off there. The port was fine. I didn't get out and I didn't get downtown. I didn't do much. Uh, it's still quiet. You know, they're just starting to reopen up. You know, Have you noticed anything of like any businesses closing or anything, restaurants or bars or yeah, anything? Tons. Yeah. There's a lot of places that aren't there that used to be there, you know, and they just, uh, they're either shut down waiting for all the ships to come back. Like we were in Port Friday. There were only two ships in, in the whole city, you know, in Cozumel. That's low. Wow. You know? Yeah. Cozumel yeah. probably is five or six a day. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's always, they got those, all those docks now, the extended dock and downtown and the other one. So yeah, there's usually six ships in there, but this is, there's only two. So in a way though, that's nice. You'll never get it less crowded. You know, oh, walking great. around town. 
also most of the ships you're on, they're not at full capacity. Like Norwegian, I think, was only sailing at 50. And Carnival, I think, was supposed to be sailing at 70. But I was on the Glory, which was the ship that was the first one to launch out of New Orleans after the hurricane. So for the first, in fact, they delayed their sailing four weeks and had uh, FEMA on board for a month. Oh, wow. So when they left, I was on the first ship, the first cruise out. So FEMA left and I got on the ship. How's New Orleans doing these days? Yeah, New Orleans doesn't look good. I was walking through New Orleans one day, and uh, that city looks rough. I mean, yeah, there's, there's still oh, it was always rough, but I mean, <laughs> I know when I was rough and closed. Yeah, okay. Rough yeah. And, uh, you just had to avoid certain streets, and uh, and uh, <clears throat> but there's sandbags everywhere. There's a lot of places that are closed, and a lot of places you're not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know if they're going to reopen or they're just mm. closed, waiting for things to happen. You know what I'm saying? Or they're done forever. So. If it ain't one thing or another down there, it's always something. Dude, I know? love that city, but I don't know if I can live in that city. No, it's you know? it's a hard, hard place, you know, and it's like I always tell people, you know, it's one of the few, you know, there's only a handful of, of cities in this country, I think, that are pretty unique. And that's yeah. certainly one of them. And, and and the South, it's definitely there's there, there's Savannah and there's like Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. Everything else that I'm pretty much sherman burned to the ground so it's yeah. just like you know there's not any of that history that you can see like and it's so unique with the culture and the music and the food and everything it's so yeah but i tell people when they go there you know you could wander two blocks off in the wrong direction and you better get out better of there <laughs> yeah yeah be prepared for that also a lot of cemeteries down there i don't know if you yeah. know when you drive oh, yeah. through you know there's a lot of cemeteries pretty much all the dead people in the world have ended up in new orleans yep and they haunt you they're haunting the place they interviewed some guy right after the right after right after this last flood. He's talking. He's like, "This is the sixth time I've lost everything," and he goes, "I think I'm going to move this time." And I'm like, "It took you six times." <laughs> no, I know I could never live there just because of that. This poor I, guy I give it after the second one. The second one. Yeah, you, know, really, yeah, you're, you know, okay. Like, you got that, that first one was thing. a fluke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're positive and motivated. You're like Siegel strong, you rebuild your house. Yeah, woo. You know? well, let's do it. The water comes through again. You're like, all right, pack up. We're leaving. Yeah. We're out. This, I'm not doing this again. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, have you ever done a um, uh, a European or Asian cruise or anything like that? Any other I've never, continents? I've never done Asian. I've done. Uh, I've. I think it was out of Denmark. I th- we did the. I don't know what it's called, but it's uh, Saint Petersburg. Uh, we were in. Oh, uh, Dub- Dublin. Uh, up there, Helsinki. The, did you do the um, uh, what was it like Stockholm and yes. all that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. the Baltic. The I always Baltic wanted, desert. I always wanted to do one of those. Yeah, I did a Baltic cruise. I did a couple of Baltic cruises with Princess when I started working with them right before okay. COVID. Did it go to like Oslo and Copenhagen? Oh, my, it was grass. Yes, went to all that stuff. It yeah, dynamite. It was my first time over on any of that stuff, and my first time in Dublin, which uh, it was like. Uh, five hours, six hours in Dublin. I only realized I need six days in Dublin. It was like yeah, it was yeah. so much <laughs> yeah. fun. I'm like, I ate like twice, you know, two meals. I'm like, I got to get back. Because my big thing <laughs> is wherever I go is food. That's the main thing is like, I love to get a good new restaurant. I'm like, what's in right. here? And just eat food. So and in Dublin, you had potatoes eight different ways. I did. I did. Yeah. I tried to get the Irish breakfast, but they were out of that. So I got the chicken <laughs> curry, which is the best I ever had in my life. Sure. Shepherd's pie for dinner, and they had bangers <laughs> and mash uh, appetizer. I covered all the basics. All right. Did you, to, yeah. did you go to? Did you go to take the Guinness tour? No, I did. I almost did, but I didn't want to spend the whole day taking a tour. I only had one day, yeah. so I wanted to walk around the city and check it out. So. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So, um, what year did you start doing these? Uh, I've been doing shifts. I think about ten years. Uh, so. How'd they find you, or did you find them? 
No, I got lucky. I was going uh, at the time. I was going through a divorce, and uh, things were not, <laughs> I got lucky. Not great. Hey, yeah, no, I was. Things were going really crappy, and uh, I was, you know, I was broke, and uh, I was not in a good mental place. I didn't want to get divorced. I was just, I was not. And my, uh, I'm with Artist West's uh, management, and that's uh, Steve Smith and Ron Reed. And at the time, Randy Lubis was still with him. And I know those. I know Steve, or I know Ron from Seattle. I know, I know uh, Randy from the other clubs. And he called me up. He goes, "Hey, we're starting a ship agency." Do you want to do ships? And at the time I was paying for the divorce, which was expensive. And I go, mm-hmm. yes, I'll take the gig. And I never wanted to be on a ship before then. You know, I was doing I was doing the uh, acting. I had a lot of, you know, recurrings on shows. Yeah, you were busy. You know, I was pretty happy. So but then when the divorce came and then the ex moved and then the I showcased it was the right place, right time. I auditioned. Uh, the head of Carnival was there in Virginia at the time and then booked me a week later. And I started working immediately for Carnival. And then I got into Norwegian a few years later and then. When my ex moved, I just started doing more ships. You know, I just do more ships and travel. I always say people, there's a, there's a huge learning curve in doing ships, especially when you, you're used to clubs and coming out of clubs. You know, cruises are very corporate. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's a lot of rules involved. The money's good, but the, there's a lot of rules involved. And right. a lot of uh, comics don't take well to rules. Right. <laughs> and, 100%. Uh, yeah. uh, and certain lines are, are much more forgiving. Than, now, I've never done Carnival. But I hear there's a little more leeway in terms of language or um, oh, tons. something like that. Because, I mean, it's I've done some where it was just really tight. I mean, pulled yeah. aside for things that you could say on The Tonight Show, right. you know, and uh, they were like, yeah, you better tone that down. So, yeah, one of the princess gigs I was in, they came to me and they're pretty strict. I knew they're strict anyway going in and I can do clean and I can do adult. The thing with carnivals, they do adult shows. And those are really adult, man. I mean, they're really, really? you get away with a ton of stuff in an adult show. Okay. You no, know, I'm not nearly as blue as some of the guys, some of the other guys I know on there that get pretty dirty. So they'll do that during the, uh, there's you generally every contract at Carnival, you do five 30 minute shows. And then you get, you want to get to a point where you hope to you're rotating five different 30 minute shows. Yeah. I was going to say, can, they allow you to rotate. So, I yeah. mean, like do uh, repeat. Yeah. Some well, sets. Yeah, they want, they'll ask, but here's the only glitch and why it's difficult on Carnival than other cruise lines. Uh, Carnival, some of their ships, the club, the comedy club itself is enormous. It's the aft lounge that seats almost 450 people. So, yeah, like a lot of people get in for every show on Norwegian and the newer Carnival ships. The common room is way smaller and only holds maybe 150, 180, you know, oh, nice. less than two, something like that. So you have to repeat because they don't want people to come back over and over again. So, and that's what we'll do, I guess, on the Royal too. I don't know if you do Royal, but Royal has, you'll do a lot of shows in Royal in a week, but it's a small room. It only holds right. 80 people. So you're supposed to do the same show over and over and over again. I don't mind. I mean, I haven't done that yet, but I, I think that might uh, be a little better. <laughs> you know what, what? I mean? Repeating uh, or not repeating? Repeating because, I mean, my standard on uh, like Holland America in a week, I'll do one night in seven days, that's my night in the big showroom. Right. And I'll do a 45-minute set, which can be the same 45 minutes and early in a late show in the okay. big theater. Okay. But then I'll be done until uh, usually the last night Well, I'll split the bill with another entertainer, which is usually a, a magician or a singer, not right. another comic. Again, in the big theater. Right, right. So, uh, but that's a, and I have to do like 20, 25. Which is a different twenty twenty five than the than the, the than the forty five, right? But right. and that's it. But only working two nights a week, and for the rest of the week, I'm doing nothing. 
Yeah. So in some yeah. ways, it's almost uh, maybe it'd be better to do shorter sets every night. A to have something to do. Yeah, I like. You know what I, I mean? Like, I like doing the shows, man. I got to be honest with you. I like doing more shows than less. I'm yes. if I'm there, and I can work the, on stuff. I can work on new yeah, stuff. Well, that's yes, exactly. I mean, in the last two years, right before COVID, in two years, I really I dropped two albums through that 800 pound gorilla through my label. So I got two streaming albums now, a totally different clean album. Both of them. And the reason is I write like when I'm in, with all these shows, I write, I work on stuff and then I try to develop new material. And you can do it if you're doing 10 to 15 shows a week. Right. Yeah. And people say, oh, you, you're out there. You're probably building all this new material. It's like you'd think, no, the, the way to do new material is do multiple sets. Right. And work on stuff. Now, I had like one night a week to hit it in the big room. You know what right. I mean? And you got to deliver. You got, I mean, you're up That's there the alone. Thing I, always, I always say about the cruise ships too, is you can't have a bad show when you're in no. there. You know, when you're, when you're doing two shows a week, you can't tank one show and go, well, I'll get them next week. You know, you, right. you, do that. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you, I mean, you gotta deliver every night. So in that situation, all you can do is sneak new material in somewhere in the middle yeah. and just dabble on it a little bit and then get out when it's not working. You know what I mean? And then I have to wait a whole other week. To work right, on right. the same bit again. Oh, I want to change right. a couple things. <laughs> I got to wait another week. Right. Which, you know. Well, that's why the carnival, like carnival seems is a little bit difficult because I do the five different shows, but I'll, but I'll do, but then you can't really work on a bit that week either. Cause it's like say in a week, I do 10 shows. It's five different shows. You do that back to back in a week. That's 10 shows. So you're in two different cruises or you do five shows. You do five shows, but it's 30 different minutes every time. And what I'll do is I'll do in one clean show. I'll, I'll do a new bit and then I'll sneak it into one of the adult shows later because generally uh, you don't get crowds going to both shows. You know what I mean? Right. But it's harder to do that as opposed to Norwegian that I was on. I love their format because you go up and you do seven shows in the week. And the only rule they have is in the middle part, you do the theater and it's a 20 minute set. Sometimes you do one adult 20. Sometimes you do one PG 20. Sometimes you do one of each. But whatever you do in the theater, it's got to be totally different than what you did earlier in the week. So you can repeat the same show two nights in a row that when you launch or when you sail and then two nights later in the theater, you have to do all different material. And then the rest of the cruise, you can mix and match whatever you want in the right. smaller room. So it gives you an opportunity actually to work on a new bit three, four, four times that week. You That's I mean? good. That's Which good. Good. Yeah. Well, that was when I really started to like, after I got off stage to like go through my set and remember what I did. Cause I'll forget. And every so often, <laughs> you know, I'd be there the later in the week doing that extra show and you'll start a bit and you see their eyes go, oh, he already said this. Uh, early. I did this. And then I have to go, did I say this earlier in the week? And yes. Uh, yes. Damn. Damn Not it. Uh, do you have a preference in, I don't know, uh, uh, whether you work in the Caribbean or Alaska? I mean, in terms of like shows, in terms of the experience and or anything else? I, I'll be honest, you know, with two kids in college right now, it's about the money. So, I mean, I'll, yeah. you know, you know what I really like, you know, what I love more than anything. Anytime I can get the ships out of Long Beach. I never like, get Long here. Beach because Holland uses uh, San Diego. That's as close as I can get. Okay. See, I, if I can take a cab to Long Beach and get on a ship, it's not even a travel day. It's like a cheat. You know what I mean? I would love I would, that. I would do that all the time. I would do that constantly. And then everything else, the only preference I have as far as the Caribbean and Alaska, I don't really care too much. I'm not a big fan of three day cruises in the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a, uh, I don't, the booze cruises are, they're, they're like a big Yoder gig. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not, it's good. Uh, Rowdy. Yeah. It's not fun. And you're like, all right, whatever. Let's just get through this. And, you know, what's a typical cool. port day for Lenny Schmidt? Do you get off and uh, just walk or do you like to 
explore uh, anymore, or you just go uh, have a drink somewhere? Well, you exercise? know what? I, I, I always get off in that. Well, I exercise at the gym a lot. So I go to the gym on the ship. So when I get off and spend a port day, I'll try to spend the whole day. First thing I'll do is I'll get some Wi-Fi. That's the first thing. I'll yeah, do. <laughs> right. I'll go get whatever Wi-Fi. I'll make a list of the stuff I got to do that I need good Wi-Fi for. Right. Uh, then uh, and then I'll do and I'll get all that. And I'll knock that out. But what I've been doing lately is because I just changed all my YouTube shows and I'm launching the, the new one uh, next month. It's uh, which is kind of a variation of the uh, quarantine comedy show I did last year, which I interviewed different. I, you were on it early on. Uh, I interviewed different uh, artists that were affected by COVID. Now I'm back out on ship. So I'm actually I have all kinds of camera stuff with me. I spend the day in the porch shooting footage and, and walking around the cities and taking shots and stuff. And uh, sometimes I do comedy stuff with other comedians. Sometimes I'll joke around. Sometimes I'll meet people or whatever. And then I put it into a show. And uh, now I show it. Now it's, uh, I have something called Total Schmidt Show that will launch tomorrow night. And it's me. Part of it is me in a port walking around eating and doing whatever. And the rest is an interview with an with artist from the ship, like a singer, a dancer, uh, or whatever. So now when I'm in port, uh, it, it was actually great. I spent a lot of time shooting stuff and I was really into it. So I've never, I never did that before. Before I used to just get something to eat and chill. Really, yeah. that's all I would do in a port or check out something cool history wise. I'm like, I like to check out something cool history wise. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But I, but I always get something to eat, like something <laughs> depending on where I'm at. Like, cause I've been to a port a bunch of times. I'm like, whatever, I've eaten here before. But there's certain places like Mexico. I love eating. I love Mexico. I just love yeah. it. So I get tacos constantly, you know. <laughs> I'll go get taco taco run in NASA. I'll go to that fish fry area sometimes and I'll get something good over there. Um, uh, but NASA, that that port, ugh, you talk about way crowded. It could be like six, seven ships there in a day. Well, I know. You know what they did, though? They're extending the port. They're building it bigger and they knocked down the terminal like we were just oh. in there. You know, that whole terminal you walked through. Where it yeah, yeah. It's gone. It's like a big sandlot. Yeah, we just saw it the other day and I was shocked. I was like, so it looks like they're redoing that whole port and it mm -hmm. looks like they're extending it on one side and then the other side. What if you could change one thing about cruises? What would it be? From a uh, uh, entertainer's perspective and then say a guest perspective, what would you think would be better for guests and what would you think would be better as an entertainer? Uh, this sounds stupid. Either free Wi-Fi or a better connection. I think that's got to happen soon. I mean, older people don't really care as much. Yeah, but, but eventually um, the younger people are going to. Yeah, they're going to. They got to. I have to assume something's got to be done with that. And they have some of these lines that like Carnival has an app now. You can download an app when you get on the site and you can then you can text people on the ship. But you like like every other social media platform, everyone's trying to figure out how to make a buck off it. They're not just you know, what I mean, like I've been for years. I've been saying I don't understand why the crew has to pay for Wi-Fi. But and then the other part of it, I understand why they're charging the crew for Wi-Fi. They're making so much money off it. But when you're working eight months on a contract, it's heartbreaking to see these guys try to yeah. get Wi-Fi to call their families. You know, it's just in the Philippines, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's annoying for me when I'm in port and I'm just trying to, you know, you can't upload a video or open an attachment or I don't in this day and age. I'm like, I can't believe, you know, I watch SEAL Team because there's a lot of stuff they can do. <laughs> You know what I mean? I've seen these guys order an airstrike on a thumb drive <laughs> in the desert. You know what I mean? With the sun scorpions on top of them. All, they, all I'm asking when I'm a Lido deck, can I get a clean email? That's all I want. <laughs> I know during the, uh, like whenever I walk in, the older ships are much worse with the Wi-Fi. I don't know. I found yeah. the newer ones are getting a little better. But when I walk in and I see it's like a 20-year-old ship, I go, oh, I know. Yeah. This is, this is going to be slow. This is going to be the worst. And you never know because I, I, I heard an old story that the, 
all of those Wi-Fi goes through that system. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, the total security or the TS, whatever it is. But all that was developed by a comic, by a, by a comedian, I heard. He developed the platform for it and sold it to them years ago. And they used all of them. All the ships use the same connection base or the same towers. It's not <laughs> like, you know, you don't go through T-Mobile and all these different things. There's right. one satellite. Like sat- they, dedicated satellite or something? It's a, yeah, it's dedicated satellite or whatever. It's, they all use the same one. They all have that circle on the top of the ship that, that you know, you see the satellite yeah. thing or whatever. And that's what it is. Was and it Carrot like, Top? Did he build that? Was I, it, I don't, he sold it to him? That's where he got. That's how he got his the show. Pulled it out of his trunk. Yeah, look, look what I got. Here's a Wi-Fi. Hey. Here's a Wi-Fi. Just throwing Wi-Fi. Hey, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi for everyone. Just throwing it around. Yeah, but I don't understand why I, they don't. And you're right, because the newer, like the Carnival, the Horizon, the, the Vista, uh, the, I want you to say the Norwegian Encore. I, I launched that ship when it came out. Their Wi-Fi was great. It was good. Sometimes it's tough in areas. Like, uh, like if you're in Alaska, there's spots in Alaska because you're stuck in the in the mountains and stuff, so the, the, you can't get a good signal. Also, from what I heard, I don't know if this is correct. The main tower for all of those satellites is on the west coast, so if you're on the east coast, uh, you have trouble with ships if you're far off in Bermuda and stuff like that. So, I don't know if that's correct. It, it could be just excuses I'm hearing, but yeah, something's got to you know. change. Yeah, I, I don't. Again, like you said, everything else is. Every, look at what they advance. Look what we hold in our hands every day on the I phone. Know. And so when they tell me that, well, we can't figure out the Wi-Fi, I can't, I can't buy that. You know, it's just, <laughs> right. it's like they're not trying. I don't think it's that important to them. But yeah. even the stuff they do for the guests, like I noticed the little things Carnival has, you can get chat where you can chat with people on the ship. Like the deal with this, if you have the app and you have the Wi-Fi, you're not signed in, but you have the Wi-Fi on on your phone. Like yeah. I don't know if you, I'm sure you know this. Yeah, I know phone. all the, uh, the crew pretty much WhatsApp. They use WhatsApp. Right, right. Pretty much. Yeah, but you still got to be signed in to... Wi-Fi. Oh, you can do, uh, yeah, iPhones can chat with each other, right? IPhones and you don't need to be, yeah. right, okay. Let's see if my daughters can message me anywhere when I'm on an iPhone. So that I, that's why we stayed on iPhone. But they have, uh, if you, uh, you can chat on this uh, Carnival app, you can chat within the app. Okay. Uh, but, but you have to pay a certain amount of money, I guess, to do that. Right. And okay. you're right. I think eventually, eventually the younger generation, as they get older, see, I'm actually worried about, They've got to revamp a lot of that cruise stuff for this yeah. younger generations. Like I was talking to, I worked at this last week. Um, uh, do you know, know uh, Glenn Foster? You know a guy named Glenn Foster? No, no. Casey Magician. He was great. He had a great show. But before his show, he's got a 10-minute intro which a bunch with a bunch of videos and icons and uh, not icons. What do they call them? Em- emojis? Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's got emojis and a little quick little, just quick little vignettes during the video. And we were talking and uh, I go, dude, that's brilliant because like I, I strive really hard to work on my act to make sure the material is relatable to the kids. Like my daughter saved me for that. But his the beginning of his act, it moves quick enough that I think would holds holds the attention. And he had some kids that were teens at the show that dug it. And that's yeah. the hardest thing to do is to embrace a teen audience with a live performance because their attention span is so short. They're trained to just uh, oh, squirrel. I mean, they're trained to. Keep yeah. <laughs> and it also and it also eats up five, ten minutes. Yes. With the video. Yeah. 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 Look at you. That's the other thing. It's like an innings eater. It's like a middle reliever. Buy some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It does it early and it gets their attention quick. So the kids are sucked in. And uh, no, I come I from a good idea. Uh, you know, a lot of my family, my sister and her husband and a lot of my cousins, they're teachers. And, you know, if you teach kids in school, I don't know how they 
you can go from a kid who's used to a, a video game and just flashing in movement and this and this and then on their phones constantly and just constant stimulation right. to standing in front of a whiteboard talking yeah. about algebra for 45 minutes to an hour. Like I mean, a projector, you're like, yeah, it's, grease pen. Oh, my God. And which is what they've been doing for what thousands of years, basically. Yeah. Instead, it's like, I don't know. You know, you think well, it's hard enough to so- reach them for 45 minutes on a stage. I, mean, I don't know how you do it when you're, uh, you know, just trying to teach them stuff that they don't even want to learn. Well, last year was a brutal year for these teachers. I know a lot of teachers oh. were retired and ended up leaving because they had to they had to adapt to the social media or or tech stuff. They had no choice. Yeah. Everything was Zoom. Everything was all. St- and so now it's you know making it's getting across the kids through the Zoom platform, which some teachers just could. And then they had to adjust to emailing assignments and, and now the, all the work is done online so everything is a uh, there's an app and an interface where the kids go to like i can access and go and see how much homework lily's done and what she's missing or what she's got and she can go in and update uh-huh. so the teachers have got to upload the, the the grades and go through the work and they do it all by computer now did you, you know? homeschool when you were uh under quarantine did you try to teach and do that did for I your for your daughters teach the, teach the kids no i didn't teach them anything <laughs> <laughs> They went to the schools, man. I can't. Are you kidding me? I helped them. They, you know, they would come to me with a question. They come to me all the time. I don't know why. Cause I can, you know, I'm not, I'm not good. There's How old are they now? At. How old are they? Anna's, uh, Anna just turned 20 and Lily is 17. Okay. Wow. Lily's a senior in high school. So Anna does her own. Anna's a junior over at uh, Cal state, um, North, uh, Northridge. And then Anna or Lily goes to, she's a senior right here, but Lily did the zoom thing all last year from here. And every class was a Zoom. And even Anna this year, most of her, she has one or two classes where she has to go to uh, campus every once in a while. Everything else is, is uh, it's peace orientated and she has to do it through the internet. It's not even like she has to be, she only has two Zoom things she has to go to at a certain time. Everything else is assignment based. And then she mm-hmm. just uploads it to the web. And there's no more one-on-one in a room with the other kids. And it's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad for that. First of all, I, just, I feel bad for that generation. We do the other, the other show I do the, I'm doing that. Uh, I'm, I'm launching three YouTube shows this week. I got that one tomorrow for the three of them. Three of them. Yeah. Wow. I think I got this down now, Mike. I think I got okay. it out. It took me a while and I bought a whole bunch of, I got all the right stuff, but uh, <laughs> tomorrow is the travel show, which really launches in November, but I'm doing the preview for it tomorrow night, which is like a, it's a Q and a with my Patreon followers and anybody else on my YouTube page that wants to ask questions about any of the shows. So I'm doing okay. that tonight or tomorrow night. And then with a little preview of the upcoming show tonight is a, it's a, it's a redo of a podcast I did years ago called not your father's show where I do it with uh, my buddy, uh, Robert Robbins, who is a, a licensed uh, teen therapist. And we both have teen daughters. So we talk about being a parent in the 21st generation, as opposed to when we were kids, different things that we go through. And tonight's episode, the launch episode is all about the kids reentering uh, school after a year of COVID. They lost a year of development. That's gone. And I can only imagine if you can you imagine if you had seventh and eighth grade sucked out from the middle of you and then suddenly you're in high school. I mean, it's, I, I think it's it's a tough thing. Actually, if you're going to lose two years, uh, junior <laughs> high would be the ones. I have a, yeah, my, my niece is a freshman this year. It's like, <laughs> I know you said you missed eighth grade, but you didn't really miss. Uh, yeah, didn't, it's fine. miserable. It's miserable. It's, it's the worst. It's, yeah. it's horrible. You glad that you or lose. if you were a freshman kid. Oh yeah. my God! To take a year off and not get your ass kicked and just yeah, come back a year bigger and older, <laughs> just well, like if you're gonna yeah, skip, I felt bad for the seniors. I didn't feel bad for the freshmen. Right. 
Yeah, I'd be better. <laughs> I would lose freshman year and I lose sixth grade. Oh, yeah. Both those years would be good years to get rid of right there. So, really, sure. Skip those. Yeah, you're kind of settling in. <laughs> That's better. So um, how oh, with the third show? Wait, I mean, the third show is uh, it's Wednesday night show. Uh, I do that every one. All these shows are Wednesday at six. Thursdays uh, is Big Schmidt, Little Schmidt. It's basically my daughter's podcast, and it's her making fun of me for an hour. So <laughs> that's should be entertaining for the teenagers. Generation Z. <laughs> what is uh, what does she she drop a lot of references you don't get? Uh... Yes, this one uh, this week she explains crystals to me. So crystals in the astrology. That's both okay. my daughters are brilliant really at that. So and then you explain Van Halen to her. I do. I explained there's one episode <laughs> with her. <laughs> One episode where I explained the Monica Lewinsky uh, scandal. Oh, right. Yeah, the whole thing. Because she's like, who's Monica Lewinsky? And I'm like, oh, Glad you asked. sit down. Here we go. Yeah, we, so we explained the whole thing. Yeah, so <laughs> when you're an intern, don't do this. <laughs> when you grow up, please, please learn this lesson. <laughs> so you uh, through comedy, you know, we both toured America and we learned we kind of saw the country that way. Um, before you started doing cruises, had you really been out of the country much at all? Yeah, I went to, um, well, I, besides Mexico and Canada, which I think everybody's been to. Yeah, I went we to, don't count uh, those. Yeah, we don't count those. That's <laughs> those are like weekend trips. Yeah. Like, hey, really... let's go to Mexico. Yeah. Um, I went to Zagreb for a wedding. Uh, my ex was Croatian and they were oh, all born okay. and raised in Zagreb. So I flew there for a family wedding and it was, it was a blast. It was, it was really, that was my first time of really being overseas. Okay, four, yeah, four days great. in Zagreb. Zagreb is cool. You didn't get to go down to the coast or anything like that while you're no, there. No, I wanted to. We just oh. had wedding stuff going on, and you know. Plus, in that city, that's where my father-in-law and my mother-in-law—that's where they came from. So we spent a lot of time. I met their family priest. I met. I, I hung out. I hung out with the uh, family priest at the cathedral. They, would, they have a cathedral too, you know, just huge. Sure. And we drank plum brandy, and you know, <laughs> and then we went out to eat, met family members, and went to a lot of culture. A lot of they were really big into Croatian performance art and dance. And oh wow! I wanted went to a bunch of those. I got sucked into one once, <laughs> and uh, which was hilarious. But it was it was good. It was good. It was a little wedding. at the wedding. There was a whole four people lined up. Right? They go. They bring me out to dance. Everything's fine. We're dancing, and these guys are all dressed up in gear, and I'm like the fourth guy. And there's something where the first guy we're on one end of the room and the first guy dances to the other end of the room and comes back. Right. And everybody cheers. And the other guy dances and it comes back and this goes on as, as time goes by, I realize this kind of, I'm like in line. I'm like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go do this thing. So I'm like, I, I look around and everyone's waiting for me. And I just, I did it. I went, I go and I figured out this dance and came back and everybody hugged me and we drank rock. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was great. Man. <laughs> I love travel. I, that's what I really fell in love with traveling when I went over there. It was so cool to, it, it's when I realized how great it was to be over there and how I realized how embarrassing some Americans act when they travel. Like it was really disheartening to be there. You yeah. see guys walking around. Don't you speak English? And I'm like, no, dude, we're in Croatia. <laughs> we literally, you know, and they don't even try. They're just angry and they expect, you know. Yeah. This no, is your, no, this is your family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was yeah, your right. family. Okay. No, yeah, this is my family. Absolutely. I was on my yeah. Dude, sit down. Shut up. <laughs> You know, yelling about the, all the things that make no sense there. No ice in a drink. They get so, why Why don't you serve ice in a drink? I'm like, that's not how they do it over here. They yeah. just don't. Well, that's stupid. I'm like, I got I to gotta walk away from yeah, this guy. We're, we're going to have to uh, ask you to leave, sir. Yeah. Look, Mom, you need to sit down. And- no, it's it's a tough thing. You know, that's, uh, that's one of the reasons that I've tried to, when I go around the world, it's just, I almost have to go overboard and try to be extra, <laughs> extra yeah, respectful right? because, you know, yeah. we have a, a definite reputation overseas um yeah. it's like 
ignorance combined with arrogance, it's, it's, which is, exactly. is what they hate about Americans. And, um, you know, not only do I not know anything about your country and don't care to know about it, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with it. <laughs> and here's how you should fix it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the total. Yeah. Uh, and if they're wondering why, why do they hate us so much? Well, that's one of them. That's yeah. one of them right there. That's a pretty big one. Yeah. Well, I learned a lot of that. I used to hang out when I hang out in the crew bars. Believe I would sit around and talk. I love talking politics with these guys. From oh, Croatia no. And, oh, no. No. <laughs> I loved it, man, because they do. You learn a lot about the world politics from these guys. And you also learn they know a lot more about our politics than we will um, ever. Yes. Know about their and that's another thing they they don't like about us. So they go, well, you know, our policies yes. affect and our votes affect yeah. everyone around the world. Yeah. And they go, why would you vote for this? Oh, I honestly don't even know. So I've told yeah. people around the world, it's like, uh, you know, they don't know. And it, yeah. a lot of them don't even care what goes on in the next state. They, they no certainly clue. don't right. care what happens with your country. They don't right. know anything about it. They don't know. <laughs> you know, you guys have been bombing us for about uh, 20 years. It's like, yeah, they don't even know where you're at. They, they couldn't even they find you on a map. Yeah, they probably so, forgot. Forgot. They yeah, were. they did. Yeah, right. Um, so that's a hard thing. So it is hard because uh, they're so educated. They, they're so they know a lot about what's going on everywhere, man. And then you feel like an idiot. And you're like, I love talk. That's why I love talking to him, because I learned talking. And also you know, seeing yeah. watching the news from outside this country. You see a lot big difference in what's covered, Real how news, it's yeah. covered. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watch BBC more than anything. It's a great way to get a lot of everything, like real news. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of 25 minutes about one subject. You're like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> what are your dream destinations if you could go somewhere? What's on your bucket list? Um, I would love to go to I would love to go to Asia, man. I've never really been to Asia. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I've, never, I've never been there. I'd love to go over there. All the, I gotta be I, I would love to go back to the Baltic, just Ireland. I had so much I love Dublin. I love Ireland. It was so beautiful up there. Uh, it was great. I guess, though, I got to say, probably top of the list, as you mentioned it, the Croatian, the split, the coast down there. Oh, yeah. Dubrovnik and split. And I heard it's unbelievable down there. I haven't done a Mediterranean cruise. Well, I did. Well, I only did one in Europe, and it was like from France uh, around like the Normandy coast, like to England and uh, up to like Antwerp and then finally to uh, Amsterdam. Okay. But that was the only one I did. And, um, that was early on. You know, I did a lot of lines early on when I was learning it. You know, yeah. it's almost like getting seen by agents before you're ready. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so my agents sent me out on all these different lines and I was just kind of feeling it out. I mean, I, I wasn't, it takes a while to learn your cruise set, you know, and how to break right. it up in a different. Oh, yeah. And so I'm sure my reviews were mediocre and I never got back on those lines. Right. And now I'd probably have to go back, you know, and get seen again. And get seen again. So it's like, no, I, I know how to do it now. <laughs> yeah, wait, I, know, I got the language down. I got the yeah. whole, you know. And well, Holland was actually the- like the last one I did. And really? so I kind of learned on the other ones. And by the time I got to Holland, I think they, my shows were better and they you figured it out. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing we're talking about not being able to have a bad show. If you, once you get to the point where you're good and they can count on you, you're in. I mean, yeah, you're good. Yeah. You know, you're in the Rolodex because they don't want to. They don't. They're not big on. Let's try someone new. You know, they, yeah. they're, they don't I mean, groom they're talent. Yeah, they don't do that in the cruise <laughs> line. Like we said, there's no room for a bad show. So once you're good, the only way to really get off that list is to do something really stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, we've seen fine. them do it. 
Yeah, I'm sure the drinking, the sleeping with the guests, the drugs. I mean, there's, there's like five things that will get you fired immediately. And it <laughs> happens. Still happens. You see it all the time, you know. So but if you don't do those five things and you're on the list, man, you'll get uh, they'll call you all the time once you figure out the system, once you figure out the shows. Well, give me your uh, your travel tales, your worst cruise, your roughest or just worst experience. You don't have to name the line, but right. Anywhere were you in danger of getting thrown off? Did you ever get in a a fight with a guest? Did you ever like almost miss the ship? <laughs> Did you? Oh yeah, here's one. Okay, here's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I used to make this mistake going out of Long Beach because I love doing it so much. Uh, the Carnival ships. There was one that left on Thursday, and one that left on Friday. Okay, and they both threw three, four day cruises. So they had actually three ships going out of that port. One did a seven day, and then two ships did a three day and a four day. So they one left Thursday for the weekend, one left Friday for the weekend. So I would constantly book it and get and confuse them. So I would get I would book the Thursday ship and then I would I was shopping one day and I get a call and it's like, hey, uh, when you sign on today, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, no problem. And didn't tell him I was at CVS. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, and I had to run home. And but luck, I had my bag and I was able to make I made the ship. OK, <laughs> I made it on time. Uh, here's uh, OK, here's this is the this is the worst one. Uh, I, same thing happened. And uh, same thing happened, and it's the same ship, and I do the same thing, and I grab my bag, and I get in the car, and I drive. Uh, I'm going to drive to the port. I'm driving down there, and I get to the 710, right just past L.A., and realize I left my travel folder on the desk at home, which has my passport and all my dogs. Oh, no. And now I'm like, I'm, I am totally going to miss the ship. I'm, I know I'm going to miss the ship. So I go, I'm going to go back and get the folder and start to head back to the ship and do the best I can to get there and not call them until I have to because there's no way they're going to be able to replace me right now. And uh, uh, I don't want to get in trouble. So hope maybe I'll get lucky and I can make the ship. So I drive home, get the folder, try and drive back. And I use Waze app to go back to Long Beach, right? I go, everyone's telling me use this app. It's amazing. I'm like, whatever. So I use it. And actually, it takes me off the freeway and the side roads. I'm taking side roads, all kinds of stuff to get down. And in the meantime, I get a phone call. It's around 4.15. It's the cruise director. He says, hey, when are you signing on? I go, oh, uh, soon, man. I'll be, there. I'll, be there. I'll be there soon. He goes, wait a second. You're not here yet? I go, no. <laughs> I go, look, I'm almost there. Just hang on. He's like, all right. He goes, don't, he goes, don't miss a ship. It was a friend of mine. He's Lenny, don't miss a ship. I'm like, I won't. I'm, I'm almost there. And I wasn't. I'm just, I'm driving. <laughs> so I pull in the ship sails at six and I pull in at 545. I pull. Oh, in. no. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's him calling again. He's like, dude, we are leaving at six. I go, I know. I'm right. I'm here. I swear I'm here. And I'm running with my luggage. And I knew the cruise director. So he sent the guy with the card out to pick me up. But when I came up, they were, they were almost unhooked and ready to go. I mean, they were, <laughs> It was I walked up and walked up and it was like this catwalk was there, but it wasn't secure, you know, and uh, I tossed my bag and ran up and uh, security yelled at me. So I barely made it, but I made it. <laughs> I made the ship and I made I totally made the ship. After that, I changed the way uh, I changed the way I wrote down the dates. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I was like, I, I'm like, I can't believe I keep doing this every time. So I had one. I think it was in Canada or something. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was like Skagway or something. Whatever it was, I just totally misjudged the time. Misjudged when you had to be back on the ship. And uh, I was literally the last person back on. Like, again, same thing. They're like undoing it. They're about to yeah. die. And they're just the angry. Anchor, anchors coming up. Oh, security people just standing there. And I'm like sprinting toward the catwalk. Oh, and they're like, worse than that. oh, they were, they were, they were going to leave me. And I don't know yeah. what I would have done because in Skagway or any of those little ones, it's not like there's a big airport you can just go to and meet the ship down the 
the next day no. or something. No, you you're, can't. You're screwed. They have their little airport in Skagway, and then they have a ferry that goes to Juno. Yeah. Airport. Yeah. And I, got, I took that once. That's a bad feeling. Bad yeah. feeling. Plus, the airport's not the greatest. There. It's one of those small. Yeah. Small regional things. Yes, it's not a good feeling. What was the, how about flights? All these years of flying, you get a worse flight experience? Did you ever get stranded somewhere? Did you ever have like horrible turbulence, anything? Um, not turbulence, no. I've been lucky as I knock on, knock on wood. Um, but no, interestingly enough, the Skagway, that flight, those, <laughs> uh, that's the only one. Because the smaller the plane, the more you feel the turbulence and bumps. You know, like a couple of little bumps in there. You're, you're like you're freaked out. So Skagway and and with Skagway, the way it used to work with Skagway for us for on Carnival in particular was you got on the they did back to front. So you got on the cruise in the middle in Skagway. So I would fly from L.A. to Skagway and get on the ship and do the end of a cruise and then stay on the ship when it left Seattle and get off in Skagway for the after I did the beginning. You know what I'm saying? So Skagway was a travel place. But you always had to fly uh, up into Juno and then Juno, you call that small plane. And every time they put us in the small plane going into Skagway, they have there's a there's water there, right? And they have these planes that have the water landing gear. Yeah. But they never use the water landing gear plane. And I was like, why don't we use that plane? It's right in case something goes wrong, we can <laughs> we can land in the ocean. And they're like, no, this will be all right. It'll be fine. And every time they also during the summer, all those pilots, they're like 17. They're kids that are in their home from school. <laughs> You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, you ready to fly, mister? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yes. So you take off with this kid on a plane that can't land in the ocean. Uh, and uh, one time we dropped, we only dropped about 25 feet. It was just a wind thing. But it was like we kicked up and then shot straight down and then shot back up and bounced. And he was like, and the kid didn't even blink. And man, I'm just like, it was like, you know, you see everything in that small plane. And it was like, it wasn't that much. <laughs> And there were people there that are, they live up there. So they're like looking at me, you know, I'm like the yeah, yeah. or whatever idiot that's sitting there <laughs> hyperventilating over some, over some sort of drop, 25 foot drop. But yeah, that scared the crap out of me. Have you ever had any um, medical emergencies? Ever had to go to a hospital and in a strange place or no, food poisoning, anything? No, I have. I had no. I almost had. I thought I had the, what do you, the GI, what do they call it? The, no, the, the neuro? No, I didn't. I didn't have it. I know I didn't have it. This I was. I was on the ship with, I had the kids with me and oh. we were going, going in Ensenada and I felt fine, but, uh, something happened the night. Oh, I had diarrhea or something the night before and I go <laughs> in the next day. I go, Hey, it's upset stomach last night. They go, okay. You're quarantined for the day. I go, no, I feel fine. I just, go, yeah, but we don't want to take any chances. Yeah. So I was quarantined for 24 hours and the kids went off and did whatever the hell they wanted to do. We were supposed to get off the port, but they couldn't. So they spent the day at the, in the pool and I'm in my room, you know, eating rice and bread for 24 hours. So <laughs> that was the only the only medical problem I've ever had. I've ever had on a ship. The only one. Do your kids like the cruise? Because I was wondering about like young adult. I mean, they're in that age. Like little kids have fun on the cruise. They get to run around. It's a new environment. And, and they have like a, a, a kid center. It's almost like camp counselors and stuff. Yeah, they they give them activities thing, yeah. and keep them busy. But I always feel bad for like teens and up because there's really not much for them to do. I mean, there's not, there's not a lot of places they can go. They can't drink. They can't, they're in that weird area you always, you always and, and the Wi-Fi sucks, which kills them. Right. You and so find them, you find them hanging out together. 
like yeah. in a corner somewhere. You ever see that where you walk by? There's like eight teenagers back there just hanging out. And even their music, they can't even hear their own music. It's like right. old people music being played everywhere. So it's just yeah, right. like I feel bad for them. Do they? Do your girls like they do okay? My kids love it, man. They do well. They they're always really they're really in with the arts, so they like to see the shows. Okay. Uh, a lot of times, I used to teach and work with kids doing comedy. So I would bring my youngest up and we'd do improv uh, <laughs> during the PG shows. So uh, she's really into that. That's why we're one of the reasons we're doing the podcast with her tomorrow or Wednesday. She's really that's all her idea. She put it all together. Oh, so. cool. She's really funny. And my old they both love the dining room, man. They love they're big into food. They love to go out to eat. And then plus, if you're on a ship, like when they would cruise, the way I had it set up was I had to bring them for pretty much the whole summer because I had them all summer. Oh, so, God. I would set it up a carnival. I would have them for four or five cruises in a row. And so they would stay for like a month. They everybody knew them. They knew everybody, the cruise director, the household director. Everybody knew the girls. So they got treated like queens. They loved it. Well, there's two of them. Do they stay in your cabin? The way we used to do it in carnival was and they were really nice. They would help me set this up. One, I could bring one kid with me if I wanted to. Uh, but uh, what I would do is, uh, though, I would bring. I would sign it up. So both kids, I would pay for them to take the cruise at whatever discount I got with the cruise line. And they would set them up with a cabin upstairs and they would oh. let me go up and stay with them. when they were minors. They would set them up with a cabin and they would let me stay with them. So nice. they were, yeah, they weren't they, a lot of every once in a while. Someone would go, you know, we're not supposed to do this. And I would go, I know, but they do it every year for me. So <laughs> do you mind? And uh, every once in a while, there's one guy that would go, no. And I would go, okay. And then I would just talk to someone that I knew that would say yes. <laughs> they would just do it because you, you get approved at any issue. Now it doesn't matter because Anna's an adult. So it's, you know, it's really no big deal. But they would set it up. They would set them up with a room. So they had their own room. And then I still had my crew cabin downstairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I really stayed with them. I wouldn't go downstairs much to my cabin until they were gone. OK. Yeah. Well, so when, it worked out good. All right. So you leave next to what in a couple of weeks? I leave. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I have Ventura this weekend, Vegas next week. And then uh, I go. I go. Then I go to the Miracle, the Long Beach ship. I'll be on that one for, for about 10 days. OK, I'll do a three, a four day, a three day, four day, three day. Well, this is where you get your plugs in. So you got all you got three YouTube shows coming yes. out. And where can yeah. people find all your stuff? Is there one place they can go? Yeah, you can go to if you go to YouTube, go to the Lenny Schmidt Comedy Network. And I got tons of about 300 hours of different shows and podcasts and uh, videos on there. And uh, any social media platform at all is Lenny Schmidt Comedy. You can find me. My Instagram is that. My Facebook is that. If you Google Lenny Schmidt Comedy, all of that stuff should uh, should come up. Okay. So Instagram, uh, Twitter, and all the other things. All Yeah. Yeah. You're all good. That's it. Cool. Well, I appreciate you doing this, man. It's good to Dude, catch thanks up. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it worked out. It's been a while, man. So maybe I'll see you later this week. I'm going to hang out, uh, watch the White Sox game. And oh, that's Antar. right. How do you like yeah. our chances? I, I I hate Houston. I hate them. So I don't I don't yes, know. We all hate them. I know. I don't want to go to Houston <laughs> and play. If we can win one game in Houston, I think we're in really, really, really good shape. So, I mean, I know that sounds stupid, but I think that's a big deal, no. especially with losing Rodon. I think is we may not have him for the playoffs and that's not good. So mm. five game series are tough, man. One break and suddenly you're down two games. and You're screwed. I know. I know. Well, stay on the line after I uh, sign off here because I want to I'll get some uh, other info from you. And everything else, but uh, yeah, thank you for doing this. And I always like to end on one um, question that I always ask people. What do you think all this travel and the places you've been and what you've seen over the years, how has it changed you as a person and how you look at the world? Um, I'm convinced now more than ever that uh, everyone needs to have more understanding and empathy. 
And I think I've learned that from traveling because you go to different places and even more so the different people I meet on ships that work and come from different places. And you realize that we have much more in common than you think we do. And uh, a lot of places come from a lot of places that are suffering a lot more than we are here. And uh, we have it pretty good here in the U.S. So, I mean, if you have empathy for other people where they come from and try to understand more as, as opposed to judging them, I think that would help all of us. That's great. Thanks, Lenny. Stay in Thanks, line man. and uh, I'll see you. And go White Sox, huh? Woo! <laughs> Woo! Lenny Schmidt, everybody. 